0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin and you're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Public Housing provided the foundation for early housing development here in KL with Slaman Court, Slango Mansion and Pekeliling Flats being among some of the more well-known early high-rise housing developments. Soon, the projects slowly evolved to also include housing projects like Program Perumahan Rakyat or PPR and many more. In this episode, we're going to look at Public Housing and how well it's designed and developed and joining me to unpack it is Asrul Mayuddin Rasang bin Aminuddin. He's a lecturer from the Department of Architecture, Faculty of Built Environment at University Malaya. He's going to start by sharing the history of Public housing here
1: in Malaysia Wow uh, housing in Malaysia in particular or the entire region in particular uh, well start um, many uh, decades uh, before but if let's uh, take a look at the perspective of Malaysia Uh, it was first uh, envisaged. uh, it was first uh, idea was given uh, just before the our independence 1957 Yeah, at that time, uh, we wanted to have and showcase certain structural, architectural statement. And therefore, we we did build uh, the stadium uh, Merdeka, yeah, and then uh, for the declaration of independence. And at that particular time also, interestingly, um, our first prime minister wanted to showcase that Kuala Lumpur is quite well developed and, and partly to put up a statement that uh, we are there among the nation that is growing up. So we built um, Suleiman Court. Yeah, Suleiman Court, uh, interestingly, where, where it is now uh, in Jalan Tokurahman, uh, Sogo. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, the earliest uh, version of, of high-rise uh, housing. Yeah, and, and it's supposed to be like, uh, at the time of our, our independent, uh, the, the, the complex is, is uh, occupied, uh, built, complete and occupied. Unfortunately, it's only occupied a couple of months later, somewhere in the early uh, part of 1958. Was, so doesn't quite happen as a showcase. You know? And uh, throughout the years, uh, we have uh, issues pertaining to not having uh, enough people to house in the cities, so therefore certain programs are uh, being put and mooted uh, forward all the way until it is now. Yeah, I hope I'll let, that that uh, give you a bit of perspective uh, how everything started. So the whole the whole idea of high rise housing and public housing is not so much to uh, uh, address the housing needs in the city, but much more to address the idea of our independence and a showcase. Yeah. That's pretty
0: interesting considering that I think eventually it did uh, become an actual problem, right? Uh, finding spaces to put uh, a lot more, I guess, people who are coming into the city to find, either to find jobs or to start a new life, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, throughout the years, uh, the city grows, yeah, from KL, Penang and Johor Bahru. Those are our main centres, yeah, a lot of uh, people migrating. And directly, indirectly, we have squatters. eh? We have needs of two-house people. But at the same time, what happened in in the rest part of the world, yeah, this is, let's run this thing in in parallel. After the Second World War, uh, a lot of cities got uh, destroyed. And between 1945 to 1950s, uh, we have this idea, not we, but Europe uh, wanted to rebuild back and, and wanted to, house their their citizens uh, they needs to to provide the shelter yeah and they did have a mass of housing and comes 1950s they have this uh, baby boom yeah? uh, and then uh, somehow uh, there is this need to house a lot of uh, people and uh, back in the in 19, uh, early 1950s uh, the American thought that uh, high-rise housing, was was one of the uh, the the best bet to provide uh, housing for the masses. So they did build housing in the form of uh, high rises. Yeah, uh, the name is uh, Pruitt Ego. Yeah, it's a place. It's a place um, not far away from Saint Louis. So uh, Europe also looked at it as oh maybe this is a way to house people uh, do a, a high rise housing. Yeah, and therefore, you know, as what uh, some people like to uh, put it uh, in in current current term today is you know uh, do a pigeonhole housing, you know, you know? so uh, obviously it's more the convenience of putting up people into a shelter rather than really look into whether you need this or not. You you really want to have this high rise, you know, high rise housing for your citizen, you know.
0: Yeah, that's that's a very interesting perspective. Considering that I think um, sometimes yeah we we tend to have this style where we we simply copy. Uh, but do you think that the concept of like uh, high rise public housing is suitable in uh, in Malaysia, taking into factor I guess you know our lifestyle, our culture, our way of living, and whatnot?
1: Yeah, I think that's a very good point and perspective to look at. You know. Uh, in europe uh, you you have a uh, you have a certain uh, culture not as colourful as, as the one that we have here we have uh, you know the ethnic malays ethnic chinese ethnic indians and they look at i mean uh, everyday life uh, obviously they believe whether they are muslim or they are buddhist or they are hindu they have certain certain uh, rituals uh, certain cultural certain context they need to uh, to look at so uh, in our context, yeah, just take a example, you know. example, uh, we always say that, oh, uh, rakyat untuk But do we address you not know, both? The Chinese also, um, citizen also like, like to have their kenduri. So how do they do address the kenduri? Oh, I'm sure it will be a, a bit different than it is in uh, the context of the Malay. Yeah? So does the, the, the Indian, yeah? the Indian community. You know? So whether the high-rise housing that we have now, Correctly address, yeah, the way of life of our our diverse culture and and uh, couple of these uh, ethnic groups is something else. We we try to we must uh, look at it uh, closely and we must uh, look at it properly, you know? But it would be interesting uh, to see whether whether there is a uh, spaces we can create. We cannot just create spaces or we create a structure and assume uh, everything can happen there. You know. And, and obviously kalau kita orang Muslim kita ada cara kita nak buat kenduri, and, and of course the Chinese will will have a different way. So the arrangement of spaces and structure will definitely uh, different. And this also as time goes by do play a part as much as uh, spaces for kids to grow, for kids in different ages to grow up until adults want to play futsal. Yeah. Hmm.
0: okay that, that's pretty interesting um considering that i think you've perhaps hinted at some of the limitations that i think uh public housing has right uh but for our listeners out there who are not perhaps not as familiar with how uh public housing uh is designed maybe you can describe what what the current design is like
1: well the the earliest design was just one uh, bedroom space and um i think that's far way back to sulaiman court uh, slangong mentioned and a uh, couple of other uh, mentioned, yeah. and um. They, and then expanded into a uh, two bedroom yeah and then expanded again to another you know, two plus one uh, bedroom yeah the whole idea was towards the end of the day uh, which is right now is to house approximately uh five people two adults and uh, three kids uh that's where approximately the uh, the the idea of the the housing for our citizens yeah? for our people and the spaces is range about perhaps 600 to 750 to 800 square feet yeah, for for a building, uh, I mean, high-rise on you know, the housing can go up to approximately about eighteen storey high. You know, and um, these spaces, yeah, I did a research just to share with you. I did research and um, we found out that uh, the number of people who staying uh, in these uh, housings, uh, which is uh, right now, uh, they can uh, some of it name it as prima, some of it name it as uh, PPR, from right Rakyat uh we did uh, the research and the total number of people approximately 5.7 5.8 there are some cases 5.5 we thought that there'd be an extra kids or extra you know, but uh when we look back at the data the extra 0. 0.5 0. 0.7 0. 0.8 is actually there were cases in which uh there were adults yeah so um they're not the idea of two adults three kids or two adults four kids or two adults one kids or whatever so there are cases um, where they take care of their parents, uh, either their father or their mother or both of them, yeah, uh, who stays there together, yeah. So there is a need to look at whether this uh, housing, uh, the public housing and uh, housing high-rise housing, to address taking care of, uh, of our elderly, yeah.
0: That was Asrul Mayuddin Rasang bin Aminuddin, lecturer from the Department of Architecture, Faculty of Built Environment at University Malaya. And he's been talking about public housing here in KL, including its design. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Manif and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharuddin, and joining me on the show today is Asrul Mayuddin Rasang with Aminudin, lecturer from the Department of Architecture, Faculty of Built Environment at University of Malaya. We've been talking about public housing here in KL, and to continue that conversation, we are now going to look at the occupancy pattern in these houses. I'm curious to know whether, uh, when it comes to public housing, what's the occupancy pattern like? Um, And what I mean by that is that, uh, do people actually live and grow older or do they actually use these houses as a temporary home for them to start off their life and eventually you know once they have a better income they move out and you know other people will come in and and uh, occupy their, their their space or is it like you know do people actually buy these houses or even rent these houses for a very long period of time
1: well, okay. Uh, we did also a couple of studies eh? and at particular period of time, the the study is arranged whether you are you 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 satisfied, you're happy, uh, uh, living in your in your high-rise housing within five years, ten years, and so forth and uh, longer. At the beginning, they okay uh, They 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 got no issue. They, they they like. They I think they accept the idea that they are they are, uh, they, they are staying in their high-rise housing, and then somehow the graph to go downwards towards the year after five Yeah, meaning that maybe their kids already grow they begin to accustom and then begin to look at uh, other uh, neighbourhood or other friends or other family members who are economically getting better and then perhaps uh, maybe they start to, to relook back uh, you know, uh, why Why must I stay in this place or this place is uh, there's some issue, environment matters, etc. And the, the, the graph dip a bit, yeah, dip, dip a bit uh, towards uh, year 8, 9, 10, and somehow after year 10, 11, it grows up a bit, yeah, meaning that there were a period uh, in their years, there is, this, uh, uh, I think. They would like to uh, to move out, or you know, they like to to get out of the the high-rising. So these these are areas in which I studied, and I do research in Pantai Dalam and Kerinci. Yeah. Uh I think I've been doing the research for quite some time. Yeah, and I'm I'm very grateful there and there with their community, very friendly communities. Yeah, and obviously, uh if you are um, beginning when you stay in the high rise or housing if you start your work you get married and you know you you happen to occupy these houses obviously you want to improve yourself you know after you get a kid uh, after you get married etc you know you want to improve yourself and uh, you you wanted to have a, a better housing but nevertheless um, yeah uh, there are always challenges it's not easy just Okay, now I'm gonna pack my bag, and get out and move to this uh, housing, and then occupy uh, some uh, uh, some other housing. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm quite convinced. Yeah, I'm quite convinced. Uh, the way forward to assist the B40. You know, I'm I'm not sure the term um low cost is of being always being uh, stamped into this housing. You know, it's, it's almost like you stamp people uh, low use where well, mana. you tinggal uh, low cost flat uh, low cost apartment. You know, PPR. I mean. The moment you put that is is almost a stigma. Oh, everything about you is low. You know, let us put it this way. You know, uh, don't name it as low cost. You know, uh, medium cost. You know, uh, is is I mean, if if you say that, uh, you tinggal kat mana? Oh, I tinggal kat area ni. Or they say, oh, area tu Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, macam Macam you you bagi impression. Oh, dengi. Betul lah dia kurang pemerataan. Tapi kita tak nak this, 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 uh, stigma tu. Mana manusia tinggal oh, uh, dekat Damansara, you know? Oh, okay, okay, you're a better of economy, you know. So, um, I think but it's very difficult to to raise that. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you need perhaps assist, assistant from sociology or whatever this. Uh, but coming back into the idea of of them moving out, yeah, obviously we want a program, we want an idea that they stay there, uh, this uh, public housing, uh, uh, so I like to term it, yeah, uh, and then, although it's whether it's 10 storey or 18 storey, we want them to to move to a better place, uh, to have, you know, kids grow do grow up, but do we want to leave it as permanent as it is now? I'm not sure whether you ever heard the word boomerang housing or parental housing, yeah. but, but I think we don't want uh, in such a way they got stuck with that, you know, framework of economy and therefore the frame of their their living uh, quarters. You know, um, maybe in their twenties or thirties they stay cut this PPR and then when the painting, cut money, tinggal. Oh, same You know, oh, you know, same place. You know, we want we want our citizen to improve their life, the economy. We want them to to go up and uh, in the scale of of their their income and improve themselves. And obviously once they improve themselves, uh, we want to build a, not to build a house we want them to build a home Yeah, not just for themselves also for the next generation mm,
0: okay that, that, that's interesting considering that I think maybe ideally public housing should be a temporary I guess home for, for, for families, right? And, and temporary here means, you know, at most 10 years or, you know, 15 years. Ideally, you don't want people to retire and stay there forever, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we it's <laughs> almost a utopian kind of idea. We we, we wanted uh, something, but is it possible or not? But obviously, there's a lot of factors had to bring forward, yeah? uh, a lot of factors, uh, whether it's social factors, economic factors, political uh factors, energy factors, etc., you know? But um, there, there, I see that uh, there, there are some uh, ways. Uh, I see that there, are some direction which has been proposed and has been uh, put forward by government, by city hall, etc. You know, and uh, but obviously there's always an external challenges. You know, uh, kita buat program ni, program tu, ni, and it suddenly end up dengan, dengan covid. You know, and then we got stuck. You know, uh, do you know that? that's a lot of uh, youngsters uh, suffer uh, staying in, in, in high-rise housing yeah I, I'm quite surprised the data that, that I uh, received uh, um, I thank UMK uh, for sharing some of the information yeah, that the, the youngsters that that quite suffer is, is those in the youth group uh, early 20s yeah uh, late teens and late uh, early 20s yeah I think because their mind and their physical, uh, at that particular time, is trying to pick up and that end up into like you know, being uh, cocooned into into a room. You know, that that I think I'm not sure whether the psychological scar uh, will remain for quite some time. But uh, obviously, the high-rise housing uh, does not cater into this idea. You know, and um, just to just to be sidetracked a bit, we found out that in our research that. It seems that the kids do enjoy the corridors. I mean, if the corridors is slightly larger, it's not four feet or 1.1 meter or 1.2 meter, uh, slightly larger, I think the kids can play around. I mean, I think if we can also break the floors. Uh, a couple of floors, there's a break, and then a couple of floors, there's a break. I think uh, there's a way to to improve the, the current uh, design. But I guess um, we wait and see how things are coming up.
0: Yeah, uh, I would like to touch more on, on the design aspect of things. I mean, we can l- perhaps look at it retrospectively and, you know, think about, you know, how we can better design our public uh, housing areas, right? Uh, but before that, uh, you mentioned the term uh, boomerang family just now. Uh, perhaps maybe you can elaborate a bit on that. What, what does it mean?
1: Yeah, um, this is, uh, I mean, throughout the years, you have a family, you stay with your parents, and then you grow up. And then when you grow up, you go to the university, and then... Um, get married, and then perhaps you want to stay on your own. And suddenly, um, there's some difficulties uh, economic-wise or external factors. You end up staying back uh, with your parents. And unfortunately, uh, this thing become uh, uh, quite quite a, a crisis in, in, in Western Europe, in some part of, of the Europe uh, countries. And we can see that, uh, I mean, uh, you can, uh, perhaps for the listener, you can ask yourself, you can ask C, check with your family, check with your friends. They might end up uh, returning back and staying with their parents. You know. So there, there are a couple of constraints uh, when it comes to that. I mean, bukannya kita tak galakkan, oh, you tinggallah dengan parents you. But when you return back to your parents and then ada abang ni datang balik tinggal dekat situ and then kakak ni pun datang balik tinggal dengan parents. Of course, the parents will be nice and happy. Oh, adalah anak-anak aku, cucu-cucu aku uh, tinggal bersama. But the, de- the design of the of the spaces will not cater to that, you know. I mean, um, when you grow up, you know, uh, have a family, there are spaces that you need. You need to have private spaces. You need to have, obviously, the private spaces, the bedroom, etc. You need uh, uh, spaces for the family, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So imagine a house that uh, originally meant between five to six uh, person uh, suddenly end up with 15 uh, person, yeah. And interestingly, just want to share with you uh, when we did our research in PPR in Pantai Dalam, in Krinci, yeah? Yeah, uh, I don't like the idea of naming it as uh, Bangsa South. I leave it, leave it uh, the name as Kerinci in Pantai Dalam. Eh? And um, there are families who end up a unit more than 10, uh, 12, uh, 15, you know. And then uh, when I ask, eh, Puan, Kak, macam mana? Uh, bila malam, nak tidur, nak nak study, you know. So what they say is that comes evening time, night time, they just bentang je. Dia bentang, whatever, uh, mat, tilam, and then uh, mereka dia tidur lah dekat situ. So, mana yang tak dapat tu, uh, maybe they stay with their friends, so, you know, they stay with, with uh, neighbors ke, macam ke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You know? So, uh, maybe the design of the spaces uh, need to cater to see whether how flexible the spaces can be, you know. So coming back into, I mean, currently we have quite a crisis on pandemic and quite a crisis. People lose their job. People uh, have constant economically, uh, financially. So uh, the only way means is that to cut uh, short the expenditure for those who rent, for those who are not able to uh, maintain uh, residential uh, or uh, their houses, they might have to let go, you know. But I haven't done any study on that. I haven't done any research on that because... This uh, kind. Of, I mean, I like to do it. We like to do it. Our centers would like to do that. Yeah, the impact. Yeah, you know, uh, because the impact is not now. The impact is is five, three, five, ten years uh, from now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um so going back to how perhaps, you know, looking at it retrospectively, right, uh, how perhaps our uh, public housing can be designed better. You mentioned earlier that perhaps, you know, the corridor can be widened a bit. But other than that, you know, what are some of the things that we can think about when it comes to um designing our public housing? So, so for example, if you have a 650 square feet house, we know should you have three bedrooms or maybe you can have two bedrooms, but slightly bigger, you know, maybe you can have a slightly bigger toilet and things like that.
1: I um uh, my suggestion. I mean, this has been done to uh, some other countries. that uh, you know, the moment your your family grows, you will move to to another uh, uh, unit. You know, uh, so actually, you don't own the unit. You know, yeah. So you 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 move to to another unit. You know, as your family grows, uh, and then your economy grows. Uh, perhaps if you want to buy, you go ahead and buy. I'm not sure whether you heard the Dunbar theory or uh, things like that. You know, there are, there are ideas in which uh, you, as a human being, you can always uh, interact and remember certain numbers, group of people, you know, and you, you cannot go beyond that. Uh, otherwise uh, you you lost in the crowd, you know. So the idea perhaps, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there are breaks uh, in between uh, the flaws and those flaws is, Actually, it can be uh, looked at many, many angles, many, many, many aspects. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, the way forward is uh, to make kids better, don't to make it worse. Yeah. And uh, we want to build homes for them, not to build houses. Uh. At the end of the day, uh, when we go to school, uh, we do not know whether these kids are for a low income group or for a high income group. What we know are those are our future citizens.
0: Uh, yeah, like you said, right, uh, it's difficult to somehow fix the existing design, but uh, what can we do to at least, I guess, change how we uh, approach the situation and perhaps make lives uh better for people living in public housing, especially taking into factor that right now, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic and, you know, somehow, one way or another, uh, the concept of physical distancing is pretty important and whatnot. And because these areas are pretty populated, right, density-wise, so how do we go about, yeah, at least trying to make the situation better for them, especially now?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, those spaces on the ground level, you know, uh, once uh, there are people who occupy occupy uh, those spaces for businesses untuk, uh, you know, stalls ke, untuk kaki lima, and then, then you make things very, very difficult, you know. We did a random check, you know, uh, not random, a random survey, like, you know, a random survey. Apparently, some of those uh, stalls were not actually belong to the um, to the resident, you know, they 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 come in and they they try to I mean they come in and and you know set up uh, businesses. Uh, why I mentioned this? Uh, those are spaces are uh, quite potentially uh, for kids, you know, to use, utilize, to grow, you know. Uh, as I mentioned. These are these are our, our future uh, citizens, these are our future people who are going to build up the, the country. You know, and when come to spaces, you know, there are, there are spaces for kids. You know, untuk budak-budak, yang dijaga need to be uh, looked after by their parents. And obviously, there are teens who need to want to play badminton or sepak takraw. And then there are kids, so there there are, uh, older elder people also need to have cater for for those uh, spaces. If we if we did uh, the design for these spaces, these age groups or these clusters of, of group of ages, ni, is that uh, it had to be had to be protected. You no, know, once we give it away to some commercial or some tapula they nak jual jual lah, you know tapula, you know uh, encroaching, you know, you you don't have spaces for the kids uh, whether from their younger age sampai they dah agak dewasa to have their, their social contacts, to have their, their outdoor uh, activities, you know. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, we have to have to exploit uh, some of the uh, spaces uh, on on the, um, in the upper floors, you know, whether, whether the spaces, it will be a corridor, or the spaces will be a uh, lift lobby, you know? whether we can assist that. I'm not sure, you know. Uh, I just, sometimes we just had these, I... Uh, this crazy idea, you know, Uh, let's say the the building is about 18 story. We break it into a couple of floors, meaning that there's a unit we have to take away and that unit become uh, a social unit, uh, a unit in which families from other units can interact, you know, and then goes up again. And then there's a unit that uh, we take it out from, uh, let's say the uh, the first four floors, we take the unit and that is uh, the one, uh on the left side of the block and then the next four floor, we take a unit the one uh, on the right side of the block you know we stagger it you know and hopefully uh this kind of uh these are the the areas in which uh kids uh, in which uh even grown-ups uh, can share you know uh, otherwise imagine you have let's say you want to uh to have an outdoor activity you have to go down all the way from 18th floor and then go down to the ground floor, and then end up saying lah, ma. you know, uh, the, uh, the grown-ups already use the spaces for sepak takraw or futsal, you know. So, you know, then, you, you, where do you go? You go up again? You know, and um, I, I I do not know. I uh, Those those just uh, just ideas. Obviously, we, kita tak boleh robohkan semua PPR or semua high housing in the country, and, and then rebuild that again, you know. That will be impractical and it's almost utopian. And uh, I mean, what we can do is that uh, we look back, okay, uh, these are some proposal, whether this proposal uh, can help or not.
0: You've been tuning in to ILFKL, and that was Asrul Mayuddin Rasang bin Aminuddin. He's a lecturer from the Department of Architecture, Faculty of Built Environment at University Malaya. And we've been talking about public housing right here in the city. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.